I think if nothing else in the series has done it thus far, I think this is the episode that will make you fall in love with Rebecca Michelson. Yeah, I agree. If you didn't do it today, then you don't have taste. Hi, hello everyone, and welcome back to After Bites of Vampire Diaries fancast. It's only 10 years too late, and y'all, we got a fucking treat for you today. Today's a good episode. Today's um, a good episode. I also love how this episode name is Into the Wild, um, because yeah. I love Into the Woods, the musical. So, And that's absolutely what they base this on, yeah. because like I was half <laughs> expecting somebody to come out and be like, I need a shoe desperately! Yeah. <laughs> I need so a shoe true. so I can have a kid or some shit. I don't remember the plot of Into the Woods. I, have, I, to be fair, I have not like listened to Into the Woods in years, but I do remember when I first listened to it. First listened to it, it was like one of the best experiences I've ever had. It's such a good musical, and this episode is a good episode. Yeah, I think this is so much fun. They get so much done this episode, and you're like, wait, that was an hour? Like, that yeah, was a TV hour? Yeah. And, and the way it ended was, like, so weird, because I was like, oh, there's more after this? And they were like, no, this is the end. <laughs> Before we hop into this episode, before we hop into 413 Into the Wild, um, I wanted to remind everybody that we have a Patreon, that you can go and support us over at patreon.com slash afterbite. You absolutely aren't required to, but it helps us out a lot. It really, really does. Uh, it means the world to us. We do fun stuff on it. Uh, once a month, we have extra episodes of like Afterbite and other, uh, other fun goodies, like us going through other vampire media and roasting the shit out of it. Yeah. Or us playing Stardew Valley because that's like what we've been into recently. <laughs> I'm excited to play again. Actually, I, I actually am too. So you can head over to Patreon.com/slash/Afterbite and get access to that. It's all the fun in the world packed into one tiny little website incredible you also get regular episodes early that's the main thing too mm -hmm. let's talk about this fucking episode because this episode's bonkers so we are watching this week 413 into the wild uh and we are officially in the back half of season four nice. we're officially in we're, we're we're we rounded the bend we are here it's we're just coasting till the end now. We're officially past it. I am still so confused as to where this season is going. This season doesn't like to let you know where it's going until it's already arrived. Because, <laughs> and you're like, wait, we're in Nova Scotia now? What? <laughs> because I'm like, I'm like, okay, we've reached like, like at the point we are in this season, like this episode, you would think we would be like near the end of season four. But we're not even near the end yet. We literally just passed the halfway mark. Yeah. So you like, would expect this to be like an episode 18, 19 kind of thing. Yeah. But no. I'm just, I'm just so, like, and the thing is, like, when I watch a new type of media, I, I, I usually try to guess what's going to happen next. Um, This, I don't know. Like, the only other thing I could see happening is like Silas rising and that causing issues, but like after that, what then? What then, indeed? The Netflix description for this episode <laughs> is so focused on Shane. To be fair, this whole episode is focused on Professor Creepy, but yeah. The Netflix description for this episode is Shane leads an exposition. Do they call it an exposition or do they call it an expedition? 
It might be exposition. I typed this on my iPad. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I'm like, I feel like exposition is not the word the Vampire Diaries <laughs> writers would have used and not certainly not the word the Netflix description writer would have used. Yeah. So Shane leads an ex- an expedition to a desolate island off the coast of Nova Scotia, where he believes the secret to the cure lies hidden. Ooh. A, we're just in the woods for this episode. Yeah. That's the whole thing. We're just in the woods now. We're, we're deep in the woods. Um, a la Taylor Swift. Are we out of the woods? The answer is no. The answer is no. We are not out of the woods. We're not even close. No. So this episode starts out with a flashback to a year ago where Shane is running away from an obviously like indigenous coded man and it feels gross, doesn't it? This this entire like episode like the interaction with the natives on this island is feels wrong. Feels completely the, wrong. The the indigenous coded dude just has like face paint on. Yeah. And just like for everyday life, my guy? I don't really <laughs> think so. But they needed a way to, I guess, code him as an evil, scary indigenous man. And that's what they came up with, I guess. Uh, like, I think this is the biggest flaw of this episode. Is, is like, number one, putting them all in face paint. Um, but also, like, making them the bad guys of this episode. And it's really strange because they're not really like there yeah it's like the one we see the one in the beginning chasing shane right and then that's like it and then the other guy is apparently just disguised as an indigenous person on this island Uh, it's just um bad (laughs) bad so Uh, but honestly not surprised not shocked at all. Not shocked at all. Sounds like the flashback TV would do. Yeah, the flashback sequence of this episode involves Shane finding uh, a haunted well and then falling down it because he hears his dead wife and son. And do you remember about eight episodes ago when you just like called it? Yeah, that you're like he lost his wife, and you just like call you sunk that shot from from half court. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. here we are. Uh, it's true. That is what happens. Um, and like, also the person who plays his wife, I don't know where I know her from, but she's definitely from like the CW verse or like ABC Family universe. Okay, I know that for a fact. I think she was on, um, The Secret Life of an American Teenager, but I could be wrong. Well, let's find out, shall we? <laughs> Give me a second. I'm looking up IMDb as we speak. Let's see. Oh, you know what? It's from Scorpion. Scorpion? Okay. And also probably How I Met Your Mother. Either oh, way, like, in this episode, it's weird that she is his wife because they do not look like a couple. They do not. Yeah, she really does not. Nope. And... I don't know if that's just because I don't think he's hot enough to have a hot wife, <laughs> which may be it. <laughs> I don't think this man deserves a hot wife. I don't know. It, <laughs> uh, it also might just be like the lack of chemistry <laughs> between the two actors. Basically, Shane's whole thing this episode, so we don't have to keep going back to the flashback, is Shane's whole thing is that a year ago, he uh, came to this island to track down this myth. He found his... 
a dead wife in a well because he bled into a well and found her. And then he fell to the very bottom. And then she's like, don't you want to kind of just go ape shit sometimes and go (laughs) evil? (laughs) No, there. Okay. If we're just going to talk about this now, there's a line in here that I need to discuss. Yeah. Where Where she says, you don't have to kill. Oh, by the way. Professor Creepy slash Professor Shane's first name is Atticus. She um, calls him Addy. Yeah. Weird. Um, but she says, you don't have to kill anyone, Atticus. You just have to convince them it's possible to see their love, their lost loved one again, and they'll do it for you. Oh, my God. Bonkers as fuck, honestly. <laughs> just like, what the fuck? Like... That isn't some emotional manipulation if I've ever seen one, but it's so it's so wild that is coming from like this dead wife who's like Well You just she, have to make somebody else believe. Yeah. She's like you, you just have to like little little maybe manipulate them a little and they'll and they'll do it for you. Like, oh my gosh, that's quite evil of you to say, actually. Like maybe you shouldn't come back from the dead. Maybe you should stay there. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you should just fucking stay dead. Yeah. Also, it's revealed that his wife was a witch. Yeah. Um, and you're like, who, huh? His wife was a witch who, they lost their son in a car accident, mm-hmm. and she tried to raise him with magic using expression, and then it got too out of control and she died. So, <laughs> that's his whole character arc summed up for you there. Yeah. Just like... It's, like, Shane is, like, I feel like this, I guess this, like, little flashback is supposed to make you sympathize with him in some way, but it doesn't. It just, it just, be, it just makes me think, oh, so your wife was, like, like, especially in this specific scene, like, oh, your wife wasn't a great person either. Um, yeah, your wife also kind of sucked. Yeah. It's like, oh... So, like, you both kind of suck. Good to know. Um, also, it's so funny. They do this again, too, later in the originals where you have a dude and you're like, okay, you kind of suck. And then he's like, but my wife's great. And then you meet his wife and you're like, okay, your wife also kind of sucks. <laughs> and I think that's so funny that they thought this plot was so nice. They did it twice. I just think it's so funny. Sorry, continue. Uh, what was I going to say? I think I was going to say, um, what was I talking about? Her, His wife is like the worst insane um, clinically insane <laughs> she was a great witch but undisciplined apparently yeah i just think with with like shane i don't oh i was gonna say like it's it's really creepy that he's had, like had a wife had a kid right and like they mm-hmm. died and he's like trying to get them back and then low-key kind of flirts with a minor to try and get her to listen to him and manipulate her so that he can get his wife and kid back. It's kind of fucking bonkers because he does not look that old. Yeah. Also that. Like, he does not look old enough to have a kid and a wife and a PhD. Yeah. I don't know. He just does not look that old. You're right. You're so correct. Um, It's just like... all. Co- when you think about it that way, it's like, how old is he real? Because, again, on the Vampire Diaries, 
even though like the adults and the teens aren't like supposed to be separated by like wild wildly um the teens are actually adults like the the actors and actresses are actually adults um so it's like kind of hard to judge people's ages you know what i mean i think he's supposed to be like late 20s i guess I yeah, guess. I guess. I guess that could kind of work. Yeah, late twenties barely works. I, I he late twenties works. If he, I guess. if he has his PhD, yeah, I mean, in college if you go for to... four years, and then you get your master's for in two years, and then your doctorate. What takes like how many more years? It can vary depending on how on what subject it is. On how much time you're willing to put into it, but you can also have a kid and a wife simultaneously. So I think that works, probably. Yeah, it kind of works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, the the mode of his character aside, he's done some pretty like bat shit stuff. Um. So I don't think there's any like. It's really weird because like I feel like there's no redemption for his character, right? But like also in this episode, Mm -hmm. they kind of set up the redemption of. Um, Klaus, his name wrong. Klaus's redemption, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's like which I like that scene. So let's let's just kind of keep going here. So most of the gang is on this island. So it is Professor Creepy, Bonnie, Elena, yeah. Stefan, Damon, Rebecca, and Jeremy are all on this fucking island. And then back in Mystic Falls, it's Klaus, and then. Stuck in the Gilbert's living room, and then it's Tyler and Caroline. So we have Um, two like fun groups. She's finally she's back, gang. (laughs) And like, I think also the way that they split it up at the end of this episode also makes two fun groups. And I'm like, wow, you guys are really doing good, cool character stuff. Thank you. They really did. They really just kind of like mix and match and they were like, this will be fun. Shall we? Let's just do this. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's a vampire amazing race, gang. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy and Bonnie get another moment this episode. Yeah. And Jeremy just like hangs out with his shirt off in Nova Scotia <laughs> and is not shivering or anything. And nobody's like, are you okay, dude? <laughs> it's really weird. It's really fucking funny. And so Bonnie's like taking pictures of his tattoo. um, And Jeremy's like, what the fuck exactly am I here for now that you have my tattoo? Um, And what does Professor Creepy say to him? He's like, he says the hunter was created by Katia. To Um, kill Silas and get the cure. Yeah, like because he wouldn't join her in eternity. Yeah, so in case you guys have kind of missed this lesson again. So Silas and Ketsia are two witches from like the beginning of fucking time. They're from like, I think like the second century or something. They're from a bonkers long time ago. They were both witches and Ketsia and Silas were supposed to be married. Silas instead was having an affair with his, or with like Ketsia's like maid or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, well, I was going to make, me and Ketsia immortal, but maybe I can just make me and Amara immortal instead. Uh, and so he does that, and then Ketsia's like, yo, what the fuck? And I so she know. murders Amaya. <laughs> Amara, sorry. Amara. And then she buries Silas underground with the cure for immortality, hoping that either he'll take it and die, or he'll just suffer forever. 
honestly, girl boss move of Ketsia. Love that for her. She's a girl boss. Yeah. Her name is also spelled like in the weirdest way possible. I can't spell that name. I like gave up. It's trying. like Q U E T S I Y A H or something like that. It's like vampire diary writers. You already messed with the Michaelsons and your stupid K's. Okay? Like, leave everything else alone. Please. I am begging you. Spelling stuff in a white person way does not make it look more more special, okay? <laughs> it's also weird because like Silas is just like a normal name. Yeah. <laughs> like you're good, right? Uh But like no, it's fine. Guys, don't worry about it. Like no, you know the way that you would normally spell out this name like by sounding like, sounding it out? That's wrong. That's wrong. Sorry, that's wrong. Also, sorry, it is, uh, they were from first century BC. Okay. So, they're pretty much, like, if we're going back through, this is the farthest back we've gone in the Vampire Diaries timeline, actually, and this is the farthest back we'll go for quite a while. Um, first century BC is the oldest we get in, what is it, fucking, like, ancient Greece or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, is what they, uh, what they did. Um, this is also, like, on the TVD wiki, the Holy Bible. Thank you, queens who maintain that wiki. Uh, this is like the third thing on the timeline. So in all of Vampire <laughs> Diaries history, this is the third oldest thing that happened. Nice to know. So, you know. I love good lore, by the way. We love a good lore. What I think is fascinating about this is... <laughs> uh, Ketsia, take a wild guess as to what modern day witch family she is related to. Mm, I'll, I be waiting. Who. I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting. Does it help if I tell you that later in the series she's played by a black woman? Does it help? Oh, is it the Bennett family? Yeah, it is actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this show so much. <laughs> Like you the- hear the name of Ketsia, ultra powerful witch, and you're like, that's probably not a white person name. <sighs> I hate this show so much. Like, burning passion, hate for <sighs> we inside at the same time. <laughs> that's just this fucking show, dude. That's what the show does to us. Just like we like oh, like how hard is it to not do that? Apparently, super difficult. <laughs> and I love how, um, so, last week I was live tweeting legacies from the Afterbite account because mm-hmm. they were doing a TVD musical. And I love how they're like, they addressed the Bonnie not being there for significant portions of time, but didn't address the Bonnie just saving everyone for no good reason. Klaus is stuck inside the Gilbert family living room for a few more days, and Tyler comes by to mock him like he's at a fucking, like, carnival exhibit. <laughs> like, he's at a fucking zoo. Tyler just comes by to mock him. Tyler deserves this moment, honestly. He really does. I like him this episode. I hadn't realized that we hadn't seen him in a bit, yeah. but I liked him this episode. Yeah, same. I like... He he deserved that moment to like be like ha 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 Klaus look at you all like powerless right now because you know Klaus did just kill his mother. 
Yeah, literally, like, not even that long ago. Yeah. So, deserved. Yeah. Like, I get it, dude. Jeremy and Elena kind of fall back from the rest of the group while they're, like, exchanging water. Um, And Elena saves Jeremy from this, like, arrow that comes at him. Mm -hmm. She just kind of, like, gets vamps him out of the way of, like, an arrow that comes at him from out of nowhere. And then you see the attacker, and then somebody kills the person who shot an arrow at them. Yeah. And you're like, what exactly the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, what the fuck? It, it's kind of wild, because um, now they're, like, not on this island alone. I mean, they never were, but now they, like, have someone going after them. In my head, I feel like it makes sense, because... Of the fact that nobody, a lot of people don't want Silas to come back. Yeah, because he is, again, the first immortal person in history. Yeah. So, like, makes sense that they're, like, people trying to stop others from trying to find his body and raising him, you know? Yeah. And it's also interesting because, like, Silas himself is obviously trying to raise himself by, you know, manipulating, like, Atticus and whatever, or mm-hmm. Professor Shane. Right. And then you have other people who are like, no, absolutely <laughs> the fuck not. It's literally like a war between Katia and Silas, you know? Yeah. And they both have, like, fighters on their side. It's like, who's going to win? Who's going to win? I'll give you a spoiler alert. Nobody wins. Oh, yeah. That seems right. (laughs) Caroline joins Tyler and, like, roasts Klaus really fucking hard. So good. She's like, you're not even worth the calories I burn talking to you. Like, holy shit, queen. Get it. Mean Girl Caroline makes another appearance. You love to see it. And it's, it's so good. For me, oh, I, I think, I think I forgot to write this in the notes. But Damon and Elena do have like a talk prior to this, and um, I guess we could discuss it more later on. But like, it's, it's so like clear the dynamic of their relationship that their relationship sucks. Yeah, <laughs> that it sucks so fucking bad. Like, and there are so many instances of this in this episode. I'm just like, please, just end it already. Please. They do this thing again where they fucking have the same conversation like three times. And I'm like, can we make any sort of progress yeah. at all? It's like it's like they're not talking to each other. They're talking past each other constantly. And like it's just so like it's so fucking aggravating because they had they do this. This is like the second or third time that they've had the same conversation like seven times and don't have a different outcome. Yeah. Like, does that not get tiring for the writers to write? Do you not get tired of writing the same conversation? Does that not? Like, did did your screenwriting professor in college never tell you that that was like a bad thing to do? (laughs) That each conversation should have a slightly different meaning or purpose to it? Did nobody ever tell? Hey, guys, did nobody ever tell you that? (laughs) Hey, guys. Hey, guys. And also it's just like... It's, like, so clear to me that they're not working out anytime soon. And yet, they're the end game. Yeah. So, like, what's going on? Like, I'm, I am want to know what was going on in the writer's room. 
Like, were they feeling pressured to keep them together because of the fans? Very likely, yes. I've heard horror stories of the TVD fandom while it was live. (laughs) (laughs) Brian has told us many a thing, and unfortunately our TVD historian is not here this week, but it sounds like it was an awful place. It sounds like they were were trapped. Like being and held they just can't get out. We're gonna get you all out of here, sweeties. We're gonna help you. Rebecca and Stefan have a lot of really good conversations this episode. Yeah, they do. They have so many good conversations. Oh wait, I f- we forgot to say that Klaus also bit Caroline in the last. Oh scene. yeah, Klaus baits Caroline in closer, fucking stabs her through the stomach with like a coat rack, pulls her in, bites her. And then, like, pushes her. It's a fucking brutal scene. It's yeah. fucking brutal. Yeah. But Caroline's bit for the for the near future. Yeah. Um. <laughs> whoops! Forgot about about a major plot point this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. Rebecca and Stefan have like a really good conversations. Oh, so good. Like their whole. This whole episode, I think they're really. Is it weird to say that even though I know that they're not Endgame, and I know they they're not it. actually a couple, they feel they're like the it. healthiest couple here. Yeah, and it's also, I don't know if this is like, I'm not. I'm not saying that all of Rebecca's like development is due to like Stefan, because like that would be. That would be, like, wrong to, like, not say that she has the main role, like, a role of agency in her plot and, like, her development, etc. But I do want to say, I think there is this kind of, like, Stefan effect that, like, when he is with another person in, like, a ship dynamic, he does bring out good things in people. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it's it's part of Stefan's character is that he always tries to bring out what he sees as the best in other people yeah yeah which i i like about him i love that as like his character dynamic is that like he tries to bring out the best in the people he loves yeah um and i really do i just i just love this it's so good and i love that he that they have all these conversations about like what it means to be a vampire what it means to be human like this episode they're doing a lot of they're putting in the fucking like, theological work yeah. that we needed for this season. Yeah, they are. Because nobody else was going to fucking do it. They're like, But they did. And, like, I think Rebecca's take on being a vampire, like, there's, like, such a good, like, dynamic between Rebecca being a vampire and, like, being this original vampire versus, like, Damon being a vampire, you know? Um, and yeah. also, Steph- like, there's this cool dynamic of Stefan and Rebecca versus Damon and Klaus. I think. Yeah. Yeah. There there super is. And I love I just I love it. It's so like I don't want to say it's like theological, but it almost feels it feels like a very philosophical I can't speak philosophical philosophical lesson. Um It really does. Like he's like you're the ultimate vampire. Why would you want to be anything else? And she's like it's all a fucking act, dude. I don't want to be this. Yeah, she's like, but if I she- have to appear strong and good at it, so I don't get fucking taken advantage of, then that's fine. I'll fucking do it. And she she like talks about how she's miserable as a vampire, and I'm like someone someone needs to s- please protect her. Um, Give this girl a fucking hug and like, ah, 
fucking ah. Just Rebecca, I love you so much. Please stay safe. Um, and there's like a really good, good, cool moment I think near the end where Rebecca is like searching through Elena's stuff, and she's like convinced that both Elena and Stefan have betrayed her. Mm-hmm. And like it's like such a good show of like how all of the things that have been done to Rebecca over the years has like caused trauma for her, you know? Yeah, and we'll talk about it here. So, um so Jeremy gets like abducted in the middle of the night. Yeah. Great. Um the gang goes out to search for her. Um Bonnie does like some locator spell magic we'll talk about later. Uh, Professor Creepy and Damon have a long conversation. Um, but Rebecca like saves Elena's life yeah. from getting fucking like impaled. Um, and she's like, I don't fucking hate you. I mean, like, I do kind of hate you, but I don't want you to fucking die. So go. And she says this <laughs> Okay, this is the one line in the episode where it's just like, you guys. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No. Um she says um uh where is it? She says something about you don't want to die if it's not like an epic death. <laughs> and honestly, kind of valid of her. Yeah. She says if you're going to die, might as well be epic. <laughs> Which is also like drama queen, I love you. Yeah. But she also here lays out, like, the reasons that she has for hating Elena. Because Elena did kill two of her brothers. Yeah, and then also stabbed her in the back. Literally and figuratively (laughs) multiple times. So, like, Rebecca's so valid in how she feels. Yeah, and, like, this is the first episode that, like, actually, like, takes her... This is, I feel like, the one of the first episodes that, like, really takes Rebecca seriously and is like, no, I have a fucking reason to hate Elena. It's not just because I'm a bitch. It's because she fucking murdered two of my brothers. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And, like, if somebody murdered any one of my friends, I'd be like, okay, so I fucking hate you now. And then for, Elena murdered two of Rebecca's brothers and everybody was like, why do you hate Elena so much? Like, fucking think, bros. Yeah. And then she also says that, and Stefan counters like, oh, like, you, like, killed Elena. You, like, you know, you know. And then she counters back. So she's like, I did the same thing that you would do for any one of your friends. Those are my, those people are my family. Would you not do the same thing to save your family? And look, she's right. She's so right. She's so right. And this episode, finally, I feel like somebody else gets that she's right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> She's been correct this whole time, but now I feel like Stefan finally kind of fucking gets it, and Elena kind of fucking gets it. Like, she's right, and now everybody else is paying fucking attention to the fact that she is correct. Like, Rebecca's not the villain here, and I think that's something, I don't know, TVD needs to kind of, like, grapple with. It's like, the people who are villains in this show aren't, like, truly just villains, you know? Just for the sake of being villains. And then I think they also kind of start to grapple with that when um, Tyler can't do anything for Caroline. He can't convince Klaus to heal her. So he's just like, you know what? Fine. And then he just leaves Caroline with Klaus. And he's like, if she dies, that's on you then. And Caroline like talks to Klaus and she's basically says like, you were hurt when you were young. 
so I understand why you do what you do and like hurt you hurt people because you were hurt yourself and I understand that but that also means that you're capable of being saved yeah and she also says that um like you love you're in love with me and that also showed her like a like through love like he's capable of being like saved basically like redeemed um and that's i feel like that's such a good setup it is it's such a good setup for all of the originals yeah actually like this is the first moment that i can point to and i can be like this is a setup for the originals because holy shit do they hammer this point home in the originals in such a satisfying way that like you are redeemed through the love you show other people it's just it's so fucking good and i love that they set it up here and klaus does end up saving caroline obviously yeah um but also, there's some interactions that Klaus and Caroline have near the end of the originals that are thrown into such a different light now that I remember this scene. Mm-hmm. Now that this scene is on the forefront of my mind, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. And, like, I think this also really sets up a contrast between, like, what 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 um Caroline is saying and what Damon just does in general. We're like, Damon is just so selfish. You know, mm-hmm. and like I think his selfishness about Elena is like I don't know if that's like the type of love Caroline is talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's also how do I describe this? It's just like a very good. I love that they set up the Michaelson siblings as all being so so fucking sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They really set up the Michelson family to be so fucking tragic, and I love it, but I do hate it here. But it's also just, like, really good. hmm Yeah. See, when TBD uh, does things correctly, it's good. It's a very good fucking show. Yeah, and then they do other stupid shit, and you're like, what the fuck? Where did that good stuff go? Professor Creepy and Damon- Damon tortures Professor Creepy. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and finds out that Professor Creepy is not actually done. He's planning to convince to uh, commit another massacre because he needs to commit three of twelve people each to get the power that he needs there that Bonnie needs to do the thing. There was you know. also a slight revelation that the way that um that um. Professor Creepy got the what's what's the guy who committed the first massacre? What's his name? Um, Pastor Young. Pastor Young. The way that he got him to commit that uh, massacre was that he like told him that he would be basically be able to see his um his wife again, right? Yes. Yeah, and like I don't know, that's just some evil shit, you know. It's diabolical. And also, Damon Damon notices here that since Bonnie's losing control of her magic and Professor Shane is the only one who helps her ring it in, he's like, you created a ticking time bomb that only you can defuse. Yeah. And that's like his, like, that's Professor Shane's, like, insurance for keeping himself and Bonnie alive. Except Damon says, like, 30 minutes later, as he's about to choke Professor Shane out, He's just like, except I don't give a shit about Bonnie Bennett. And I was just like, okay, so we knew, we knew that from like season one, you know? 
Um, but also the fact that Elena heard that stopped him and then didn't do anything about that. Was just still like still trying to convince him to to like be assured that she would still be in love with him after she took the cure. Yeah, nobody ever mentions that this is super fucked up that he yeah. says. And El- nobody mentions it. Elena's just a bad friend. Just like, like period. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Just a bad friend. Like, how do you hear that about your friend? About the person you're quote-unquote in, in love with saying that they don't care about them and is willing to sacrifice them dying, you know, to get some a little revenge. And then your main concern is, oh, we're still going to be here together. It's fine. Huh? What? Uh, what? The two plus hey, two equals seven? What? What? I'm, I was just like, when I saw that, I was like, Elena, you're literally the worst. And, like, I think this episode really made her feel like the worst um, because of not only this, like, small interaction with Damon regarding Bonnie, but also the things that Rebecca says, you know? It's like they really, like... They really were like, this episode, we're going to have a lot of dramatic shit about, you know, trauma and the effects of it and, like, putting up a mask for everybody else. But we're also just going to have Damon saying that he hates Bonnie Bennett's fucking guts and that he would willingly kill her. And then nothing else will happen because of that. There will be no consequences for his actions. Yep. Just, like... Uh, what? And then, what? Uh, and then also, Elena tried. Like, I could see from the moment where Elena was like, in the beginning, where that you know, the first of their three same conversations where they're talking about taking the cure. Damon does not taking that cure. Like, girl, he is not he, gonna be taking that shit. Like, you don't need him to say it. You know from his fucking face. Yeah, like, girl, you are delusional. Like. Like, it makes sense because you're sired and you don't see, you don't have any clear, like, your head is, like, fogged up, right? But he is not taking- bitch. He is not taking that cure and you're a bad friend and you're just, you're not great this episode, Elena. You're just, you're kind of the worst. Yeah, Elena's not great this episode. I feel like she'll be better next episode when she's teamed up with Stefan yeah, and Rebecca. Yeah, I think that will redeem her a little bit in my li- in my like head, you know? But also, remember what I said. This is kind of the last good Elena season. <laughs> oh, God. So let's take those standards and, and let's just kind of them. bring them down a little bit. Just, just bring them down them. nice and steady, nice and soft, I nice and easy. Bring them down. my standards for Elena wasn't even that high. <laughs> My standards weren't high in the first place, but holy shit, y'all managed to lower that bar every time. Yep. Every interaction she has with Damon, the the bar goes a little bit lower. Honestly. It's so sad when you when a character sucks so fucking much that he actively drags down the people yep. around him <laughs> yep. and nobody's like and every time anybody's like, "Hey, this dude kind of sucks, right?" The whole fucking world is like, no, he's great. He's a hero. And you're like, I, no, wait, wait, hold up. What? That is the one thing that annoys me about the TVD fandom. It's just like, like fucking the show does it too. Yeah. 
But the fandom especially just like loves him for some reason. And I'm confused all the time. <laughs> I like like one time I saw someone say that Damon was like No, I think it was like I think it was recently when they were like choose between Selena and Delina on the I think it was like the originals um account. I don't remember which account. And I read the quote tweets and so many people were just like, Delina, Delina, Delina. And I was like, am I blind or something? Like, what? Am I watching an entirely different show than the rest of y'all? Because it kind of seems like, like that, what honestly. What is going on here? I'm so confused. Damon and Elena have this, like, final conversation before Damon just, like, walks away. Where he's just, like where you know he's not going to take the cure. Yeah. And it's supposed to be really dramatic. But again, this is the third time they've had a conversation <laughs> treading over this exact same ground in pretty much the exact same words in this episode. Yeah. So you're just like, okay, yeah, 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 I get it. You love being a vampire. You couldn't be a human. You think it's the worst thing on fucking earth. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Wrap it up, wrap it up. Come on. And, the, and then there's like a little moment where Stefan's talking about wanting to take the cure. And I think Elena has a little like, oh, moment. I hope she had a old moment, honestly. Like, a realization. Elena, moment. you need a light bulb moment here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, like, they, like, close up on her face. So that made me think, oh, is she having a light bulb mo-? Like, is she thinking now? Hopefully. Is she having a thought? I hope so. I hope she's having a single thought. Because, <laughs> like, Stefan is, like, how he wants to be a vampire because... I mean, sorry, he wants to be a human because it means that he can um finally like be done with all the guilt of being a vampire um and like you can tell like 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 there's actual human person who got turned into a vampire you know yeah wow no that just kind of clicked for me too is it feel like stefan's obviously much more human than damon is but damon doesn't even feel like he was a human person before yeah he got turned into a vampire like, oh, darn, poor little Confederate soldier boy forced to live a life of guilt. Oh, darn. Let me play you a fucking sad <laughs> song on the world's smallest violin, jackass. Like, he's not guilty ever, I don't think. But then Stefan's, like, actually, we saw him, was, like, a cool person. Yeah. Who had, like, interests and, like, just wanted to impress his dad and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I think that is the difference between... Um, the people who want to take the cure and the people who don't. It is like, how human were you prior to be... Because remember, Rebecca didn't even want to turn to a vampire either. Um, or be immortal either. That was the, uh, the main premise. It is mm-hmm. like, how human were you? And I guess how human were you also depends on like, how much did you want immort- immortality? Because remember, Damon also just wanted to be a vampire when when Catherine told him about it. Yeah. So, like, it's, like, how... Because there might be, like, this interesting philosophical thing going on where it's, like, your, like, humanness is tied to, like, this mortality... This immort- not immortality... This mortality-ness of it, right? Where there's, like, a finite end and it's, like, over. And that's kind of a little bit of what makes you human um, because it, it kind of forces you to kind of... Um, live out your life to like the best of your ability because there is an end point at some at some point you know um and yeah so like everyone who who wants to take this cure wants to be like wants to go back to that human element 
Um, mm-hmm. And that explains why Stefan's so guilty um, about taking so many lives. That explains why Rebecca's so miserable because she'll never like be able to have that end moment and like be done. Um, with, but with like Damon and Klaus, they like revel in like the power of being immortal, you know? Yeah. And like being able to take a human life like that. Um, it's always like the difference is like between the people who want to start being a good person today and then the people who put off being a good person until tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. That's really it. Like, Stefan and Elena and Rebecca would choose to be good people today rather than putting it off for tomorrow for all eternity. Mm-hmm. And Damon and Klaus wouldn't. And yeah. that's why they're played as the villains, but I think they're played as two different kinds of villains. Yeah. And I think they give them very different trajectories in their villainy, obviously, where Damon gets, like, the world's easiest like rehabilitation program or what the fuck ever he did yeah um and klaus has to go through fucking hell to somebody until somebody says like they're proud of him or some shit (laughs) damn bro (laughs) give this guy a fucking break there's a moment in this episode where tyler's like oh so you want me to beg and uh, and he's like yes and then he's like please and then Klaus is like wait what did you say I don't think I heard you say that and Tyler's like please and like you could just say he like loves at, he just loves that so much the end of this episode actually has Rebecca, Stefan and Elena teaming up cause if you in case you fucking forgot Jeremy got kidnapped like 20 minutes ago I know it's been a bit uh, Professor Shane escaped Damon just kind of walked off into nowhere. Bonnie did a locator spell to try and find Jeremy and has now rendezvoused with all of them. So right now there's a team of fucking Rebecca, Stefan, and uh, Elena are one Mm -hmm. team. Yeah. And then you have Bonnie, Jeremy, Professor Creepy, and his witch Maddox? What was his name? I I don't remember. Um, Unnamed witch who was again wearing like whatever he was wearing to make it seem like he was an indigenous person but okay so Um, Um, so bad so bad uh and then you have damon who's just walking into the fucking forest and then he gets shot with an arrow and some dude comes fucking flying out of the forest behind him and goes to like kick his ass and damon manages to get a look at this dude's hand and it has a tattoo on it because it's another member of the five. Another hunter is here, gang, and he's going to kick the shit out of Damon. (laughs) It's also going to bring in, like, an interesting element, because the hunter is supposed to kill Silas, right? Silas. Silas, yeah. Silas, Silas, right? Silas! (laughs) (laughs) My brain not working today. Um, That's fine. um, And that's going to be interesting, because Jeremy kind of, like, has some sort of control over his hunterness, you know, some sort of conscious element that at least could be tapped into by Bonnie, right? Yeah. For so like he the- has the uh, he has the stop sign or the yield sign before but- he goes and murders a vampire. But this hunter, nope. This hunter does not, uh, and that's the last thing for this episode. So this episode really like continued to split them up into more groups. Um, like, now they're really getting down to it, Vampire Amazing Race style. Yeah. And I really, I really actually love that. I'm not going to lie to you. I love when they 
throw them all into a forest and have four different team ups that we weren't expecting. <laughs> it's like a it's like a survivor episode or something like that. When it really is actually. <laughs> it's their very own total drama island. Oh my gosh, I love that show. <laughs> that was such a good fucking show. Oh uh, yeah. Cartoon Network knew what they were doing. <laughs> now fucking Stefan, uh Rebecca and Elaine are the screaming gophers. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. the killer bass, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. Hey, Jordan, what do you rank this episode? I think, Scale of one to ten. What's your ranking here? I, I think I'm gonna like, give it a ten. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. It was a good episode. No critiques. Uh, script was amazing. This episode. Um, except for like the I I think the one critique is Damon and Elena, but I feel like they don't take up as much time, um, as the rest of the plot, obviously. And I also feel like at least the first two times they have that conversation, it's very short, at least. Um, so I don't think it has that much of a big impact on the episode. It um, yeah, they. It's manageable. <laughs> yeah. It's manageable. Like, you know? I, I think whenever I rank these episodes, I do have to, unless, like, they're, them being, they're, they're, like, a huge part of the episode, I kind of try to keep it separate from my critique because they're just annoying all the time. Yeah, my my Delena ranking is always at, like, a zero or a one. Uh, this episode, I just kind of managed to forget them, thank God. Yeah. Um, I, I'll be honest, I really liked this episode. I'm going to give it a 9.5. I just don't think it had that, the that oomph, thing the that oomph. made it a 10, you know? Yeah, I, I, I get what you say. I think, hmm, yeah. The fact that you liked it enough to give it a 10, big fan, happy for you. I just personally didn't really love it. Um, I think. I mean, I obviously fucking loved it. I gave it a 9.5, right? Yeah. I just didn't feel like it was like a 10 episode. I think the next episode's probably also gonna get more like maybe i will also give it a 9.5 actually because i feel like okay. um i would really like more of like the hunting for the cure part of the episode um, oh don't worry and like that's We're gonna, gonna happen. yeah that's gonna happen probably like next couple episodes next episode so i think this is kind of like the setup for that and therefore like if the next episode is gonna shock my world with the like fun adventuring part then i kind of want to rank this a little bit lower in my head for that if that makes yeah, sense yeah that's fair who's the mvp for this episode huh and why is it kind of Rebecca for that character growth? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, Rebecca had really good character growth. Elena was annoying, so no. Um, Damon was I annoying. I liked Caroline this episode. Caroline was good, but she wasn't in a lot of it. She was, Yeah, she was only there for like 10 minutes. Um, yeah, Bonnie, uh, Shay, no. Uh, yeah, I think I, <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> I think it is Rebecca, actually, actually. Rebecca. Yeah. Queen. Yeah, she deserves it. Um, like... I feel like the episodes we do give to Rebecca are very much of uh, your growth is amazing, sweetie. Um, yeah, we. This is the third time we've given her MVP this season. Yeah, she she's is. pretty. She's pretty high up there. I think she has the second most MVPs this season. Yeah, I think like it's funny because I'm. Yeah, I was about to say. I think. <coughs> excuse me. I think it's funny that Elena has the most because, like. <laughs> 
she just become more and more annoying this season. Yeah, I feel like we gave it. We gave her a lot of MVPs at the beginning of the season. I think we're gonna stop. Be, I think we're gonna slow that down now. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> really, literally, I do think we're gonna be slowing that down a bit. But now. I also think it's funny because I don't know because we gave it to her so many times in the beginning. I don't know if anybody else is gonna like catch up to that. So <laughs> she most definitely is probably getting MVP for the entire season. Well, she's at five right now rebecca's the next closest at three yeah so <laughs> rebecca has to like do two more and then she'll catch up and she might honestly yeah also i feel like we could go probably we could probably go on a caroline streak at some point later yeah they need to give her more storyline that may that may happen i think i can't quite remember it's like she, um, but- she she definitely is shining in what they're giving her but she needs more you know oh don't worry she'll be getting it nice so that's all for this week, y'all. What a great episode of TVD, actually. Yeah. I really had a fun time with this. Me too. Join us next Friday uh, for episode four, season four, episode 14, Down the Rabbit Hole. Oh, good name. Good name. Good names, right? Oh, right? Love the, what, the Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, reference. I love the Alice in Wonderland of it all. It's very good. Very good. You all can find us, at all, as always, on Twitter at AfterBitePod. You can also, if you would be so kind as to check out Patreon.com slash AfterBite. Uh, it really does, really, really does help us out a lot. <laughs> like, more than you know. Yeah. Seriously, it does help us out. Um, plus, you get fun little goodies like the episodes early and all of us fucking dunking on Twilight or something. I don't know what movie <laughs> we're going to watch, but we'll do something. I've never watched Twilight, so that'd be a good one to go off. Ooh, of. that would be a fun one to start off with. We'll fucking talk. We might, we might do that for for this for February. Nice. Um, we'll see. Until next week, y'all. Stay inside. Stay safe. And for the love of fucking Christ, wash your hands. It's not hard. We live in a society. <laughs> we can do that. Stay the fuck home, y'all. Damn. <laughs> um. Also. Want to get radicalized? Um, I know a good place. Look up your fucking mutual aid network in your area, bros. And just don't don't 